This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hello, welcome to Enemies. My name is Lisa Traeger. I hope you love my pop punk music intro moment. Um, I'm having so much fun doing this podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you love it. We have a great one today. Someone from my past, someone I fought with, someone that's seen me fight, someone that says it how it is, Um, a real kindred spirit, and I'm excited. But first, of course, just a little bit of chat, some enemies, some updates. Did I fall? Yes. Can I make an enemy my fall? No. Um, I would never dance on a stage that's not my vibe because... Listen, I live on a stage. I don't need it. But the people I were with, you know, they're they're hot, they're creative, and they wanted to be dancing sexy on a stage. So I went to dance sexy on a stage. I'm a follower, not a leader. And then I walked right off the stage and grabbed a man in mesh on the way down and fell directly onto my knee, which is devastating. I've had an injured knee for a few months. I miss spin. I want a soul cycle forever. I'm five away from 100 and they give you attention and draw you a little card. It's the least they can do for for paying over $3,000 to bicycle in a dark room. But whatever. Um, I did fall. I had a big injury, but I loved being out. I lived like a whole old world this week, like went to a bar. It seemed like thousands of people were dancing and outside and young. You know, my bruised knee only stopped me just a little bit. And a hero of the week is my friend who did watch me fall. They then bought me a shot. So laughed at my face, hysterical laughing, could not believe it, loved that I fell. And then I got a shot as a reward because they understood that that's what you deserve when you fall to the ground. So thank you so much for that, Molly. A listener, a listener, um... Yeah, and don't forget, call um, 323-677-1943 or email, DM, like hit me up, let me know what's up. If you're listening, compliment me, follow me on the internet. Just like, can you validate me? Leave a review. I don't ask for much. So much content. Oh, we do have a sponsor soon. I cannot wait. I feel so legit. Okay. Um, I also went to a concert, which is so new old world vibes. Um, but yeah, I don't know why I'm talking like I'm a YouTuber that's 22 years old. Like I'm a grown woman. I'm a grown professional woman, not professional sitting on a pile of clothing. But I went to the Casey Musgraves concert, not an enemy in sight. It was lovely. No one forgot how to behave. Maybe I don't know if it's her audience or us as a culture. I have no idea. Like no one was annoying. No one was yelling. I don't know. It just seemed like such a well-behaved audience. Maybe we were just so happy to be out. But Casey Musgraves, queen shit. I mean, one outfit. I don't know the last concert I went to where a female performer just wore a dress and went, this is what I'm wearing. So there's not going to be a quick change. I'm not sweating and getting stuffed into a little tube top under the stage, like while being bent over and breathing heavy. I'm wearing this one-armed dress and I'm wearing sneakers. This bitch wore sneakers and one dress the whole show. I loved it. I loved her banter. Usually when musicians, especially Lady Gaga, talk, it's humiliating and you don't know what to do and you just want to jump outside your skin. But Casey Musgraves, like, I loved her banter. She said she was on Xanax. She did a cover of some Dolly Parton. She sounded incredible. She just sounded so incredible. But then the bars around Staples Center obviously know that 
we don't want to take an Uber right away. We want to bar hop. And so this one bar we found charged admission. My friend's doing well in life. So he paid the $50 to get into this bar. We go in. It's only rum and cigars. And so, uh, but we are members now. So for the rest of the year, make sure you check us out at this rum cigar bar after every event at Staples Center. We will be in there. Another enemy quickly before we get going with the interview. I hate this. Like when you're eating a yogurt and you think it's healthy and great and you're like wow I'm really doing my body good eating Greek yogurt and then you're eating it you're like this yogurt's delicious this is my favorite yogurt it's so good and then you look at the label and it's not healthy it's like 17 grams of fat in this yogurt over 200 calories I'd rather have a Snickers bar how dare you Trader Joe's honey yogurt trick me like this I went wow what a healthy option pat myself on the back enjoying this 17 grams of fat for a fucking yogurt I like don't do that to me. Don't be a yogurt that's not healthy. If you're not healthy, be an ice cream. If you want to be healthy, be, then a yogurt. But you can't be an unhealthy yogurt that's uh, that's hiding as a healthy yogurt. Like a honey yogurt, that sounds healthy. If it was crispier little cookies in it, I would know it's not healthy. So I'm just like upset with not healthy yogurts that are pretending to be healthy and then are delicious, changed my life. I think I have a new friend in life. And then it's a high fat yogurt. That's not for me. This isn't a diet podcast. I know a lot of you have food issues. We all do. Okay. My friend asked me this week, how are you doing? I go, I think I'm trying to end my food addiction. She goes, wow, so a lot, tough week. But I'm, I just, I've been smoking myself silly. And I think I finally hit rock bottom with weed and food addiction. Okay, our upcoming guest, she is a huge, she's a skincare expert, she's a comic, she's a friend of mine, she's also a housewives historian, she's a really big Bravo person, and she mentions um, New Jersey, like the christening in this episode, and I realized that I gave up on New Jersey for a while, so I went back in time, and I've been watching season three and four, I'm at the reunion now for four, and I'm just gonna keep watching until I catch up with where I started Jersey again. Teresa Judice is a full-on sociopath narcissist. I've been friends with people like Teresa, and to see it on the screen is triggering but satisfying. To see the monsters and also seeing like the words toxic being talked about in season four, where that, that was 10, 11 years ago at this point. Um, they were ahead of the time dealing with this woman who cannot take any accountability, can never say she's wrong. Fake apologies. If it's about you, she'll ruin it. If it's your birthday, she'll fuck in a bush. If it's your product event, she'll make sure to humiliate it. Say it's bad, like ruin anything that's not about her. Liar hides everything. It should be taught in psychology and in college classrooms. Like I'm telling you, if you want to watch a psychopath at play to just know what that's like so you don't invite sociopathic narcissists into your life and allow them to manipulate you and love bomb you and be a friend and then realize it was all fake and they'll turn against you on the like that you meant nothing to them. And um yeah, I would um, just start with season three of Jersey and have fun. Now, my guest, um, she's on Instagram at at the Julia Solomon. And that's where you can subscribe to her newsletter about skincare, housewives and existential dread. Um, welcome my guest and friend, Julia Solomon. Julia Solomon. Hello. How are you? Hi, Lisa. I'm good. How are you? Newly engaged, newly, newly engaged. engaged. Check it out. 
Um, planning weddings. Planning I wedding. fucking love it. I think yeah. it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, I need to be sending you more links because there's like crazy things that I'm thinking about that I probably can't afford, but I'm like, should I? I just feel like your family is going to pay for it. You want. <laughs> I love that you feel that way. I feel like you're playing humble, but I'm not. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not, and I would never do that. <laughs> what happened to your sty, baby girl? <gasps> uh, so, skincare queen. How did this happen? I can't even believe this happened to me. Like, I, you know, it's an infected, it's a pore that got clogged and then got infected. And it could possibly be due to my mascara being too old. But this is obviously very unlike me and extremely humiliating and damages my brand. Yeah. Why are you using? So, you know, like I mentioned up top, she's a skincare expert, makeup expert. But this is a good reminder. Yes. To everyone. Don't use old makeup. And I've always done it. This has never happened before. I'm starting to get really strict about throwing shit out. Everything has like a 12 month marker of do not use anymore. 12 months. Yeah, well, most things. It'll say on the label. Okay, I've never washed my brushes once. I know, and I think of you every day since I've gotten this, because you. I feel like you would get pink eye a lot, and you'd be like, hey, I can't share my mascara, because I actually got <laughs> pink eye a month ago, and I'd be like, okay, no problem. I'm like, I'll just use your blush. It's fine. Well, I love that you still were committed to use my makeup, and I'd like everyone to know, we have known each other for a very long time. I met you when you were 19. How old are you now? <laughs> I'm 31. So 10 years or yeah, 10, 10, 11 years. Yeah. A decade. Oh my gosh. Cheers to us. I brought you on for lots of things, but I do remember um, apologizing to you blackout drunk. But I now I don't remember what I apologized to you for. So basically what happened, I uh, had moved to New York. I'm hanging out with Julia Salmon. We're having a nice drunk night with some friends. We're going to open mics. Right. Well, we should say like I at some point I moved to New York. I leave Chicago yes. a couple years later, maybe less. You also moved to New York, leave Chicago. Yeah. And so we this was like the first few weeks, I would say, of us living there. And I turned to you and I said, listen, I really have to confess something. I have to tell you. And you were like, oh, I was my like, God. Oh God. Yeah. What is this? And then <laughs> it was like the nice. I'll let you tell it. But so you. I don't know. I oh, apologize okay. to you, but I have you no did. idea. And then but I was so blacked out that you guys put me in a car. I think I was like in bed by 8 p.m. Like, yeah. it was a wild moment. But I apologize to you. I vaguely remember like being with Megan and us being like, so she needs to get in that cab and and go home. Like you're done, Lisa. Basically what you said, you're like, I was just like, can I like say something like, and I was just like, oh Jesus, like bracing myself. And you're like, I'm just really sorry for like all the shit I ever talked because like, you know, Ricky just hated you. So I would just talk shit with, with him about you. And I was like, all right, cool. Didn't know Ricky hated me. Um, I should have said his name, I guess. But basically it's like your apology was like you, you were saying a very sweet thing and then also giving me not so nice information that I hadn't known, but also that didn't really matter. Um, but you phrase it in this way of like, here comes a big Lisa takedown. Like what's she going to say? And it was just really sweet of you being like, I don't know if I ever talked shit. First of all, not that I guess I would have known, but we weren't like we didn't hang out a lot one on one in Chicago. But, so but I feel crazy. connected. We're like curly hair Jews. Yeah, we've always been connected. Um, you know, our story started before, you know, you know, we had like a prelude to where like, you know, our real story happened. That's not like a great metaphor or way to put it. Like we we're in each other's worlds. Right. Yes. 
Well, because I also, this just popped into my mind where I flicked you off or something at the Lincoln Lodge and then I took it back or I did, or do you not remember this? I don't know if you flipped me off. Like I generally just avoided you because you would like walk by me and not look at me. So I was just like, okay, I wasn't like, what a bitch. I was like, cool. I'm like just starting doing comedy. I guess this is like part of being like an underling or like a whatever. Well, that's so shocking because I remember us like walking with your one friend who had fur coats and like, (laughs) I remember you vividly at, um, what was that on, on Lawrence? There was trivia. Joe used to host like a trivia night. Oh my like, God. Geos? No, no. Geos. Wow. Yes. That's like, I, yeah, that is like me beginning to do open mics. Wow. And, yeah. and I remember having good, like, I remember being like positive towards you. So I wonder if I was just like joining this bandwagon of an well, ex. I think you're probably a little bit naturally competitive with other women. I think. I don't think that's true at okay, all. Okay. Maybe not. Um, I think it was just that like me and your ex-boyfriend worked on a show together and I maybe didn't do the most work. So he was probably venting and shit talking about me a lot. And as a girlfriend, you were probably like, totally, babe, like she's X, Y, Z. You got it. I don't know. No, that's interesting. You said the competitive. It's actually a very positive quality of me that I'm like, uh, <laughs> not competitive or jealous. No, it's actually really? been good. Like, yeah, like I through life, like you I've learned weren't lessons. that friendly to every woman in Chicago. But so. that wasn't true because I ran a show with girls, and that's all my true. best friends are female comedians. Yeah, I guess it's, it's that are all not, richer than me. It's not specific <laughs> to gender. There are just some people that you're a little rough with, or it takes a little. All I knew is that like you don't respond to inauthentic. Like you need to be authentic with you. And like, I never felt in a place where I wasn't working towards getting your approval. Like I just didn't vibe. So I wasn't going to like try to get you to vibe with me. So I just was like, hands off, hands off, (laughs) you know, well, I don't like trying to get people to like me. So it's like, we were both there. Just, it's so wild because all of my memories because that's why i said i'm like i remember apologizing to you but i don't even remember for what but you didn't and, like talk a bunch of shit and we still had a lot of fun in chicago together yeah, so like, we, we did we have both, fun we did we were both really good friends with julia olsen i mean i was yeah. always cool with megan like we all did shows together so it was always like we still had the same friends but we were not at a level at which we became once you moved to new york yeah like in new york yeah yeah, absolutely. I'm but sure you thought annoying like, things about me, though. Yeah. Yeah, but I felt connected. Like, I don't know why. I, I think it's what because it we were just, we both start, like, I still remember my first open mic, I remember, at Chemically Imbalanced Theater, and you did the Arrested Development joke, and it was just... when you so love Arrested funny. Development. <laughs> and just such a fucking funny joke. And, yeah, I mean, I remember you from, from forever on, from that moment, because I would always see you at, like, every mic. And there was only ever like less than five women, usually. Yeah. So you mentioned like you ran this show and you didn't do that much work. And I look back because I started at 21 and I look back at some of my behavior and it's like it's rough. Yeah. Cringy. Yeah. And I'm wondering if you ever reflect back on like we did all start so young. We yeah. are all growing together. Yeah. Like I mean, most of it. The entirety of my behavior and attitude towards comedy is cringy like I thought I was better than everyone and I thought that like I knew what I was doing not better than any like I didn't think I was the best stand-up but like I was in college at the time and anybody 
else in school that was like, oh, I wanted to do comedy. I was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm fucking doing it. And I don't see you at the mics. So you're a fucking poser. Like, I just feel like I kind of had thoughts like that. And I was like, well, I am. Well, I also funny. think that might have. Well, you are funny, but I think it came like you were also a giant comedy fan. So you also came into it feeling probably you knew everything because. Yeah. Consumed I, so much. I was a super. I got very like comedy nerdy. Like I've emailed Mark Marin several times. I wanted him to be my dad for sure. Obsessed with all the podcasts and just you know albums on repeat twenty four seven. I've I've gifted Mark Marin coffee before. Uh, at a, Is the coffee at a good? I don't know. Oh, but oh, I gave him coffee. I gave him coffee in a mug. I thought he's like Emma Chamberlain and has his own line of coffee that I didn't know about. He should. Like we we're like buying coffee. Honestly, he Mark should. Brand. But I guess. Why is he, is he known for coffee? Yeah, that's like the whole thing that like he always sells this one coffee and it's like, what the fuck? I shit my pants. It's been a while since I listened. But the idea is that like this ice, this coffee is so strong that you shit your pants. So I think he was always doing ads for it or he was just talking about drinking coffee. I was listening to Nick Swartzen and Whitney Cummings podcast and he's like, yeah, it's weird. I've known Mark Maron for decades and I go on his podcast and he goes, I never really liked you. And Nick's like, <laughs> oh, OK, well, I did not know that. So yeah. cool. I've yeah. friends for decades. I am like so taken back that I was so um, not friendly to you. It's like so wild. Yeah, but I was never like. It was always just like, yeah, that's Lisa. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I we just, just have so much more fun being friends. But I, I just remember like one at one girl trying to be like, we should hang out with like Megan and Lisa and me being like, that's not the way to go about that. Like, well, whole, yeah, like, because you hang on like it and nothing can be conceived or calculated. Like, that's not. Uh-uh. Yeah, that's so dead on that you knew to be like, yeah, because yeah, she I'm wanted to hang out with us because of some yeah. perceived coolness or right. what we could do. That's not even real because that's what happened with like the other girls in the scene. They, I feel like, demanded our friendship. And if we weren't more than friends, we were dumb bitches. And this happened a lot with me because she dated someone and then he ended up dating people too. And then those ex, those girls thought we were mean for not being friends with them we were put in this weird position where like we were like the leaders of co girl comedy or something yeah. like, we were just like drunk and having fun and so like i think people put more pressure or wanted more from us maybe they wouldn't if they actually knew our personalities you guys were also i mean we're not we don't have a big age difference but at the no. time when i'm like 18 19 and you guys were older and then all the older chicago guys it just felt like a very big gap and like life experience that like I just moved to a city and started going I mean I was still underage I was using my uh fake ID to get into open oh and stuff God, so like that. it just felt like there was this other world that you guys were coming from like having partied and drank and done comedy for just for longer not even like that much longer but just in a big city like that because not with you but I remember me and her were walking to meet you or something and this other like young person I don't even think she was a comedian just like hanging out but like was like oh you guys think you're so much better and like truly flipped out on us and we were like you're not our friend like what do you want from us yeah like, well I think the thing is want? is like everybody wanted to be your friend because you guys were successful so there's that air of like it's not enough for you to be nice to them 
And yeah. if you're not, if you don't consider them a friend, then it equals disapproval or something like that. And I'm, I'm somebody who like notoriously just has always tried to make people who didn't want to be my friend, be my friend. And that's why high school was like, oof, you know, like there's always that, that cringe lives inside of me. And I try to like tell her to shut up and like to just live your life, but it's there. Yeah. And maybe you smelled that on me. And then I was like, oof. But I don't know, because then a part of me is like, if I, wh- why was I so undefensive? Like, if people did want to be my friend, why wasn't I more kind? And I think I'd be more open hearted and kinder to people now. Well, but yeah, also, if were, people were inauthentic, I think I would have it would have been weird. But you're that, right. I, and also for no rhyme or reason sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <With> yes. <laughs> There's definitely an alternate universe from like, I wonder if I was uh, living with a more open heart back then. At yeah. A young age. But like speaking of young, because I made both of my co-producers cry. Like I wasn't great. I mean, we all joined to record this with, you know, Trish. The, oh, my God. It's 420. Are you kidding? Are you kidding okay. me? <laughs> But I legit was like, um, I was like, I need a second. Something just came in. And my uh, friend that I work with just wrote, like, do not speak to me like that. So it does, like, come out uh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I can't that part of me like that. comes out to, like, Anthony for sure. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Am I going to send a fucking edible arrangement? What no, you that? just do, like, a full-on earnest, like, Hey, that was fucked up. I can't talk to you like that. And I'm sorry that I did. I know. But because I you keep, are. Keep and stressed. you know that you're embarrassed yeah. that you acted that way. That's okay. You can say that too. Yeah. I'm embarrassed. Yeah, that's that. okay. She's, mature. She's more mature than me. That that, that will. And that honestly, it's true. And if we're talking about like evolution and growth, the turnaround on this, I mean, this probably would have been like three weeks. 10 years Thank ago. Thank you so right? much like, for We just did a that. whole turnaround of you realizing that maybe you made a mistake and then also acknowledging the harder feeling, which is to be like, oh, I'm embarrassed of what I said. And that's why I'm also a little bit angry. It's not easy to do. It's really hard to apologize. No, you like hit it on the head where like I now notice my bad behavior a lot quicker. You're yeah. right. This would have been three weeks. You do Absolutely. know me so well. Mm-hmm. I would have spewed and talked shit and like been on this thing. Creating oh, yeah. I mean, weren't real. Absolutely. It would be like a whole thing of like two months of like, are, are you still not talking to so and so? Like you would have gotten other people involved. <laughs> oh, good times. Though. So bad. <laughs> Such good times. Like just, there were it's all magical. It all still feels magical, like in my heart. And when I was living it, I knew that it was special times that like, oh, these are the days you think back on. But even more so now when I just think back on it all. It was really, really special. We were young, dumb, had dreams, and were out every night. Ugh, and so we did energy. get along at the end of the day. We did yeah, all we like, never got into an altercation because I was like, oh, I'm not like, uh-uh. you dealt with me like we were fine. Yeah, absolutely. But I love the shortening of the gaps for sure. Uh, the turnaround smaller time. and smaller and smaller and hopefully that's something that i've noticed will be yeah you you work on yourself i've been working on myself and that's like the same thing where anthony will be like the amount of time in which you realize a mistake and apologize i mean it's it's shrunk immensely well yeah because he uh, he does a lot of jokes about it and i love your fiance so much I love my fiance one of the too. greatest men there's not many great men yeah he is. and he is He's one a of them great person yeah he would be on the shocked if he got me to, I would be floor- like, that would be, 
<laughs> Him and Josh Gondelman. So. Not mean, a lot. Try to do a top 10 list of men you'd be shocked if they were accused by rape. And I think wow. you'll be shocked at how tiny it is. Man, that is kind of crazy. Yeah, do that later tonight. What and have anyone listen. Mind experiment. <laughs> yeah. Like and if God. you're not in comedy, do it for your job or your yeah. life or whatever. And the ones you'd be shocked by. But Anthony would shock me. Before we move it, well, because I'm trying to work on myself to be a better friend and person and everyone. And, and everything. you are. And you are improving every day and learning every day. And you should be proud Thank of yourself. You. But it, a part of it, too, is to meet a partner. I really want to be in love and have a good relationship. For sure. And that's also someone, a lot of my self-work is like being in a relationship with somebody and being like, I want this to keep going. I don't want to fuck this up. I was going to say, how is it not being single, being with someone for a while? And you, he met you young. You guys have been together for a while. Yeah. He does jokes how he's older. It's really cute. Yeah, there's an eight-year age difference. And so when I met him, I was 22 and he was 30, which I was which like, oh my we God, might judge so now. <laughs> well, to be fair. No, it's fair. You guys are soulmates. I mean, you're meant to be together. We are soulmates. And I also like wasn't going to let that go. Like I wasn't going to let him get away. So... <clears throat> Yeah, you, uh, but so you guys work well together in terms of conflict resolution. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I don't want to jinx anything, but like, no, I definitely, no. I'm very quick to, I, apologizing is hard to do. And I, it's something I do a lot of now. <laughs> so, yeah, but my thing is like, I apologize to this person I'm working with yesterday. It's like how, when, how many more times is she gonna, you know, I have to stop the behavior eventually. Well, yes, you do. I'm not saying I'm <laughs> apologizing right and left and then repeating the same shit, but in a sense that like, I understand what is and isn't acceptable, like to my partner. And whenever I feel that like, oh, something might've been, I'll just, even if it's something he's probably not upset about, you can't hurt you know, can't hurt to apologize. So like, sometimes I'll apologize. He'll be like, that was really sweet. That was completely unnecessary. But like, thank you. Or like, oh, that's so sweet. You don't need to do that. No, you guys are cute. I love when uh, we FaceTime during pandemic and you're like eating cannolis together (laughs) as he's washing dishes. Wait, I'm going to say this, but we can cut it out if you don't want it in. Okay. Well, I saw you at CYSK a few months ago and your relationship is fun and spicy. Wait, were you... Then? I was you told yeah you told me <laughs> that night no yeah, you what? came out and said it maybe you were a little drunk but I you was told a me. little drunk <laughs> uh, wait that doesn't feel that long ago but it feels it like wasn't. a long time ago that you were in New York but I guess that would have been like Halloween around, time yeah well yeah because November because you yeah. were in town for my birthday oh that's so funny <laughs> I do want to go to the past. Um, you know, you did work on this show, The Lincoln Lodge, and I do have a very vivid memory of you. The Lodge is amazing. I, I love of Lincoln Lodge. A woman got kicked out of the show. Oh, yeah. I remember this moment. And on her way walking out, you physically shoved her from behind. <laughs> I didn't shove her, but I, I didn't shove her. I guided. I held on to her and said, let me walk you the rest of the way out. But like, no, for real. I'm not even someone trying to cover you. I did not push this woman, but kind of like how you you grab onto someone's shoulder. You go, let's go over here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a, let me show you this room type of thing. I re- my memory is a full two hand shove out the door. And I remember being like, maybe I do love her. <laughs> maybe I'm obsessed at the end of the day did i place my hands on an audience member yes is that okay no but literally in my mind i was like 
I'm doing the right thing by getting the noisy person out of the room. So, <laughs> man, I see like fucking producing. Like I was ugh, so on like you sit down, him, move him over there. She she's laughing. She needs to laugh louder. He's too quiet. Blah, blah, blah. Put him down. Blah, blah, blah. Quiet him down. Oh, man. You're just like in the zone. I know. But yeah, I mean, I probably didn't carry my weight as as much as they needed. But that's <laughs> also young and funny. I mean, yeah, I was you know, young and dumb project. And when I think about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I would have fucking like hated me there. I'm just I'm grateful that I even got in and had my time there. Well, yeah, because I produced a show when I was 21, 22, and my co-producer was 10 years older than me. And years later, I reached out and apologized, being like, if someone spoke to me the way I yeah. spoke to you, I would have fucking murdered them. So, um, yeah. I was just so entitled, and I still am, but, like, ugh, I was just even more entitled. And ugh. I just, and I truly, like, I, not for one second did I ever doubt that I would not only make it, but incredibly successfully in this field. Well, you have to think that. Right. But you have to. Then it dawns on you. Right. Like at some point, like the reality of like, oh, it, there's a possibility it might not. That didn't hit until like way later in New York after like my fifth restaurant job where I was like, holy shit. Like, am I going to have to keep working in restaurants? Like, holy fucking shit. But, you know. Yeah, or um, like your view of what you think success, where it's like I need yes. to be the number one blah, yeah. to like, okay, if I could just keep playing best friends in little teeny roles and doing I, co- like it, like all switches, I would love you to know? do that. Yeah, that's like a to me that's like highest success. Now I'm of like course. that would be fucking dope. Yes, yeah, but exactly or like back in the day, I think as a kid you don't realize, but now if a friend gets a commercial. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, but as a child, I don't think people are like, I'm going to do commercial. You know, it's like things just also change. And you realize it's about the work. But I earnestly remember thinking how people would say, like, you know, there's just so many people auditioning. Like, you know, you think you've got it and sometimes you don't. And I remember thinking, like, yeah, but when I walk in there and they see me, like, obviously I'm going to get it. I know they think that about other people. Like, well, it's also the thing of like a, when a bunch of comics on a show are doing bad and you're like, oh, get me up there. Let me just push <laughs> real quick. And then you join the long line of comics. Like, yeah. Well. Yeah. And we were all very lucky. Um, I think this might have been the last Just for Laughs Festival um, before pandemic. Maybe not, though. Time is oh, so strange. Oh, yeah, maybe. It was the um, World Cup. Do you guys remember when the World Cup was? 2019, July 2019. So it was. I just looked up it was. our photos. Um, yeah, so World Cup. I already looked up an article about it. Yeah, that was an amazing trip. And I will also say, like, brought us even closer where it was like, I no longer had any um, self consciousness about what I said or how I acted in front of you. Like, it was like, I'm completely myself and we're good. And that's our first um, episode is with friendship coach Daniel Byer Jackson, and she's incredible. And that's what she said. She goes, true friendship and friendship that you want is when you can 100% be yourself yeah, all the time yeah, and no, not self-conscious. And it made me kind of question some friendships where I go, yeah. oh, I'm actually walking on eggshells around you or I'm avoiding telling you this or yeah. that. And you realize and- like, oh, I guess I don't have that with as many people as I thought I did. And then um, it's also just means that like that person truly accepts you. And especially us having like this weird history where I was like, wow, this is really cool. And like full circle. Yeah, I, it is what it has been an 
but even though it's been up and down, I do feel like I was like, she will be in my life. <laughs> I mean, and here I wasn't, I, am. I just wasn't confused by that element for some reason. I don't know. Like, but, do you remember thinking like, oh yeah, she's funny. You should put her up. Or were you 100%. like, eh, okay, cool. Right. No. Yeah. I, I always let, well, I don't know if this ju- <laughs> stands the test of time, but I always loved like, what time is it? Like time <laughs> to fuck something like that. Was, like, yeah. Yeah. And okay, you would I'm do that, that voice. Okay. cool. And there was like something else. Yeah. I definitely enjoyed watching you. I was never like, why did she get that the lodge or whatever? Yeah. It was, it was um, definitely not. I never, looked down on you in that way (laughs) no and we had fun we watched gaudy in bed that's another thing like we didn't have to be going around town doing out to we could just we laid in bed one day of this giant comedy festival it was a slumber party that's like that's peak lisa like that's what you want to do you want to chat watch a bad movie get high eat snacks like the perfect king yeah, my friend recently we had we were planning a big night out, but she puked way too early. <laughs> and then while we were at like my sweet ass hotel room eating food, she's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know you wanted to go dancing. And I'm Ugh. like, honey, honey, you're fine. <laughs> but yeah, so we're at Montreal. We're having a good time. I think we were at a bar. And then me, your great uh, you, Anthony, your fiance, and then this guy. Should we use his name or not? Is he gonna be a future guest or should we call him a different name? I think you should definitely have him on as a future guest. I don't I think, think so we should too. use his name. Okay, great. So what you pick the name. Mark. So, and then Mark's walking with us. Mark to me is cat. Like I've hung out with him once before and we ended up arguing as well about <laughs> gentrification. <laughs> yeah. He was like, nothing better than two white people arguing about gentrification. Well, yeah, because I'm definitely someone that is a gentrifier, but I don't own, I rent and I rented from like, not a white, you know what I mean? Like I was renting and I I shopped in the community. So I was kind of like trying to weasel my way out of being a gentrifier yeah, um, and being a more active person in the community. So maybe I was being delusional about that. But when me and him started fighting on this trip and on this walk back to McDonald's in the hotel. So let's to me, give I was a little like, backup. We've all oh, been yeah. drinking. It's maybe... Well, no, I just three or I just four wanted to okay, say what I then realized was like, what the fuck? Why am I arguing with you? I don't even like or know you. The only other yeah. time we've hung out, we've argued. What is happening? So, yeah. So we were drinking. Were you drinking, too? I was. Okay, great. I don't remember being like, I'm fucked. Uh, and then I'm going to I'm going to be quiet and like it's story time. And then I'm just going to listen to like your what happened oh, right now. OK, yeah, I think so. I mean, if you'd like me to respond, I will. Yeah, like, I mean, feel free to jump in. And then if I'm like, Lisa, wait, I'll let you know. <laughs> OK, <laughs> I mean, I don't remember what we did. I'm sure you guys had shows or something and we went out and we were drinking and we made our way to McDonald's. And at some point. I mean, I think you guys had started arguing before we got into the McDonald's. What you guys were arguing about was that you had you were very, very invested in the U.S. women's soccer team. Like, how could you not be for sure? But like, you're not a frenzy. It was a frenzy. Like, you're not a sports person. You're not a soccer fan, per se. <laughs> no, no, you but were they just, were taking me over. You were taken with the, the movement. You know what I mean? Like, it was, you were yeah. with them so hardcore. And what had happened is they, they beat a team with so many points where, like, they were obviously winning. And they just kept scoring so many goals and, like, celebrating too hard. And so a lot of people were like, that's 
like inappropriate. That's not sport, good sportsmanship. That's, you know, this or that. And they had been playing Canada and the person and Mark is from Canada. And so I think he expressed his distaste for, you know, how they behaved after beating that team. And I wish I had more specifics, but you freaked out. <laughs> you did not like that. He said that. <laughs> and like, that's the thing is like, it's so fuzzy. Cause I'm sure there was, there were more things, but like, that is how the, like the conversation started. That is how, and then the conversation turned into an argument. And like, that is where it all came from is that this man besmirched the U S women's <laughs> soccer team, not only in your presence, but to you. <laughs> like, and then, well, and what I, oh, oh yeah, keep going. Well, what I will say is we are both really big fans of real housewives and you guys were yelling at each other and it got to the point where the people working behind the counter were looking at us and everyone else in the restaurant was looking at us. And I was like, Oh, Lisa, I was like, Lisa, people can hear you yelling. Lisa people. And then I was like, Oh, she doesn't care. Like she, <laughs> I had this realization like, Oh, she doesn't care that people can hear. It. She doesn't care that people are watching. None of this matters. And I just remember being like, oh, I'll let her know that people are watching and then she'll, calm down and it was like okay and and then and so then there was this moment there was this moment of like kind of embarrassment because you guys were like yelling this mcdonald's and then also excitement because that's what it's like to be with a reality star i think like that's what it must be like to witness one of those fights we're just like oh my god i can't believe this is happening but there's a smile on my face and what is, and i'm gonna keep watching everything that's happening but it is like a rage um, zone, like you're in a tunnel because yeah. uh, a few months, I would say in August, I got into a, a, a fight on the street with someone mm -hmm. and then I realized there were people eating on both sides <laughs> on the street. People I, fully I, eating dinner. I don't even know if you heard me say that. Yeah, you maybe when, were just completely in the zone. I wasn't drunk in the one in August, but I was obviously drunk at the McDonald's. We were, one. I mean, I won't say, none of us were like wasted, but yeah, we'd all been drinking. Why else are you at a McDonald's at like 3.30 in the morning? Uh, but what was crazy is that we were all staying at the same hotel. So it's like, we all have this, you, well, not we all, you had this argument where I'm basically trying to get you to like lay off this guy because first of all, I had just met him too that week. I had just met him. We hit it off and I was having a great time with him and he had known Anthony too. And I, for, I can't even believe we're like doing this whole podcast and calling him Mark. So you're just going to have to have him come on. <laughs> I, I would love it. I definitely okay. will. I definitely okay. Will. Because I don't, we're not talking shit and he's a great guy and I don't think you hold no. any grudges. So no, he's dating someone that I really wonderful. enjoy in yeah, life. I think I've seen people. him since then at shows and talked like. Well, maybe we should say his name so that like people go look him up and stuff because he's really funny. Well, um, well I'll wait, I'll just have him on. <laughs> okay. I'll just all right. You do have to have him on then. Okay. And, and we're all staying at the same hotel. So it's like, we're all going to walk back together. We're all going to take the elevator together. And it was kind of this thing of you were, um, not decimating, but like annihilating him basically. And so you're, you feel bad for this guy. Cause it's kind of embarrassing that like you're annihilating him verbally and, he also has such an old timey voice 
that I was telling Anthony that it was like, it would feel like Real Housewives. And then it felt like a Tennessee Williams play because it's like, well, I suppose that that's what you would say. Like, it was just very like death of a salesman. Like, oh, I, gee, that's well, of course, perfect timing that that would happen. Like, it was just really funny. And he was very just gesticulating and uh, just up in arms. And yeah, it was a tense elevator ride. That, but basically, I just felt weird because it's like I wasn't going to shit out him. This was a guy that I liked. You are my friend. You guys were fighting and I felt bad for him, but I wasn't going to defend him because I didn't want you to come after me. Either. But it was also it's about soccer. Have I watched a game since? <laughs> no, but that's what I mean. I mean, the way that you were taken with the U.S. women's soccer team. And I was telling Anthony, I was like, apparently we all were. Cause remember he thought that Megan Rapinoe was at our hotel. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why would she be there? She's playing a game. Of course. Yeah. He thought it was, he goes, I don't, we waves are over. So I'm like, even if you do see Megan Rapinoe, you're really waving her over to come talk to us? Apparently so. It's amazing. She had a huge feud with the president. Megan Rapinoe? But I still, Rapinoe, yeah, but I still follow them all. I still follow them. I like their kid. You know, like, it was, because I don't, I can't recall, though, if this was pre or post the parade, but I did go to the ticker tape parade. Hmm. And I did cry. My friend Julia was crying. And then she said to me, she goes, I've never seen men wearing female jerseys in my life. Oh, yeah. And she broke down just seeing men and boys cheering for these women. And it was was exciting. We're badass. Like we were really good. Yeah. Achieving dreams always gets me going. And then she was also like, New York, we come back. We were downtown. It was by World Trades. It was just like a lot of emotions. And so it felt bigger than a soccer game. And I was just into it. And I did think anything around election. Yeah, I went nuts. Mm -hmm. Like election was tough, all of that. And they were great. And so to me, he was just this guy yeah. talking shit, this sexist piece yeah. of shit. Yeah. Trying to because he said like the way they acted was disgust, despicable. Like, I think he was saying it to annoy me. You know, he just maybe didn't think I would. Sp- I don't think he thought I would go insane. Then he does. But- then he, yeah, he didn't know you very well. <laughs> <laughs> but then. You walked over with him the next day and he apologized to me and I said, thank you. Yeah. And then when I guess you guys all walked away, he said to you, he goes, well, she didn't apologize to me. And you were like, you're not going to get that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you told me. That's what you told me. Not tit for tat. I mean, I think I just didn't want it to be awkward the rest of the trip and I didn't want to have to not. I wanted to still hang out with everyone as a group. Yeah. So it was just like. I think Montreal brings wild things in me because another episode I did is me yelling at Jade Cataprata in an elevator. So something happens to me in Montreal. Did you do that episode with her or somebody else? It's with her. It's with her. Oh, wow. So you guys have made up since. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I do love a good Lisa energy like that, though. Like, I'm passionate. (laughs) I am passionate, but it's aggressive. But I also was raised in a way, you know, it's like we all have flaws. That's definitely. It was it was just it was enough where I was like, he's going to be humiliated. And it has to stop just so that he's not humiliated in front of us, because then who wants to feel like that? Damn, see, I never even thought about that because I don't want to make f- people feel that way. 
I mean, not that it's like, oh, I don't want Julia Solomon to see me, somebody insult me, but it was just like, I didn't know him that well. And so I don't know. It was like a newer friendship. And I mean, he'd known Anthony. Yeah, you don't want to humiliate people. Yeah, you don't. So, so it felt, it was hard for me to see him get like dragged, but then also like, had that been anyone else, I'd be like, get him, Lisa. <laughs> get him, Jade. You're not a drag race person, which is annoying. Well, I can be. I'll get there. I'll get there. Se- start with season five. Okay. I'm going to do that. And then work your way up and then you'll be so addicted. You'll go back. You'll do it all. But um, yeah, I loved that I you got to live like a real housewives fantasy of seeing two people yell at pub in public while not paying attention to anyone around you, and yeah, you've, so you've never been that angry. I mean, I'm sure I've been that angry, but like generally, I don't know. I mean, I don't like I don't if I'm fighting in public, I'm trying to be quiet about it. I was about to say like I don't like to like fight in public but actually I've done most of my fighting in public and it's like crying at a dinner table with my hand over my face or like quite yelling like this so it's like you're trying to keep it in-house when you're in an outside environment so I definitely would have to be very angry or super fucked up to just go full throttle in front of a bunch of people I don't know that I've ever done that do you and Anthony fight in public um yeah i mean it's not like we're not that couple that's like screaming at each other but it's like we might be in like a terse argument or i'm sure that like i've been crying at dinner tables and stuff yeah i always feel safe being myself with anthony because i know that he'll just accept my lunatic behavior in a way well yeah and create because i always tell a story where it was anthony and then noah garden schwartz who is married to a jew and he's like a jew yeah. so he knows jew girls and he yeah. knows me well and i was brokenhearted in a hotel again in canada always this time toronto wait but i saw you then too didn't i Yes, later, but you didn't come to town till then. Yeah, because okay. then we saw someone cheating on someone. Yes, do you remember did. that? Yeah, yeah I do. it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and yeah, Anthony was conflicted, mm-hmm. but um, you had not arrived yet. I was kind of heartbroken and they were pretending to be housekeeping and waking me up. And, you know, I was, I was, I was like, no, thanks. Wait, wait, who was doing no. that? Anthony and Noah. Anthony was doing that? Oh, man. But like, and I kept, and I knew I had the thing and I tried to be nice and then I screamed and I went, why are you doing this to me? And I opened the door and it was them. And they're like, hey, we're going out. We want you to come. We're going to Anita. Let's go. And I like yelled at them. And then two seconds later, I texted or called and was like, I want to come. I want to come. They're like, yeah, well, you know, we're waiting in the lobby for you. Don't worry. And I was like, oh, these are two men that are good to their um, Jewish wives. You know what I mean? (laughs) They weren't like, fuck it. We don't want to see her tonight. We're like, we'll give her five minutes to take it down half a notch and then we'll go out in public with her. But they didn't leave the. They knew to wait for me. And I just feel that comes from maybe their mom. I don't know. But it, it it's nice to have men do that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's not much more to it, but yeah, they're both good guys. And Anthony especially is like incredible. No, no, no knocks to Noah, but I mean, Anthony DeVito. Oh, my God. <laughs> such a good boy. Um, but because you're such a housewives expert and I have you here, we don't text enough about it, but I am caught up on Salt Lake finally. We don't. I need to be in a text thread with you. I was in a text thread at one point, not with you, but then the pandemic happened and everybody scattered. And I know there's threads happening and you need to bring me in. So you find no. the right one and then you bring me in. 
I actually hadn't watched Bravo this whole year. I was really turned off by them. Wow. And so I just. So you haven't watched any in. of Salt Lake City? I watched season one, but I stopped this year. So I caught up. I just caught up. I okay, caught up. okay, okay, I mean. okay. So <laughs> I, um, I watched it all and I'm caught up now and I'm really glad to have had it. But I was just really annoyed that Bravo hires so many criminals that are actually hurting well, people. Well, sure, it but it's like, me. what do we think these I got people are doing on reality TV? Like, we're not going to see good Samaritans on reality TV. So like, if we're, you know, what I, we have to, we have to realize that what we're doing is not ethical. What we're watching is not ethical. Us viewing it is not ethical. None of it is good. It hit a crux for me with for defrauding sure. burn victims, the elderly, where it was oh, like... Oh, man. See, for me, that one didn't hit that hard. <laughs> <laughs> but that's housewives adjacent crimes. Like, that wasn't a housewife. That was her husband. Um, was she lying that she for him? she those Absolutely. diamond earrings back. Babe, because he fucking took her out of a fucking strip club, and she's going to be loyal to him till the day he dies. And wouldn't you... That's a good point. I told right? you, you're an expert. Like she's there's there's nothing she can do. She made her like what's done is done. She will lie for him as much as she needs to, as he wants her to. Such a good perspective. Yeah. So since I have you, you are an expert. Top top few villains of the housewives. World. Okay. Well, first I want to clarify, like, you know. What is it? What is a good villain? It's somebody that we don't like. So these are never going to be people that we like. Right. Because otherwise they're not doing their job. So there's also two different types of villains. There's one that knows exactly what they're doing Mm -hmm. and they're really smart and they're planning and they're starting drama. And then there's a Teresa Judice where it's like you are a fucking Fucking idiot. idiot. narcissist. Yeah. You're just dumb. Okay, so. I mean, I will say that as a Housewife fan, like we owe so much to Lisa Vanderpump. The ultimate—that's what I was thinking about with the calculating. Yeah, I mean, I don't like her, and I have hated her at times, but she did so much self-producing, and I mean, for that we we have gotten so much. So it's like because of her terrible crimes, we have so many storylines and stuff like that. So she's the ultimate villain, in which like. As soon as she was kind of outed as one, she was like, boop, gone. Nope, not going to nail me to the cross. No one will ever know about what I did. And if you're not a housewives person, she is someone that like her quote unquote friend, there were articles and tabloids of there's cheating and scandals and she packed it in a bag and took it on a vacation and made another housewife bring it. And then it's like, I would never do that. It's just that thing where it's like, okay, you can't just straight up. It's like, there has to be some acknowledgement or else you have to do what she did, which is literally disappear because you have to be like, okay, Kyle, I lied. Um, so, I mean, Lisa Vanderpump is the ultimate. Her but is she the ultimate down. since she didn't show up to the reunion? Or you think that makes her the ultimate that she didn't show up? <sighs> That's tough because she either obviously lies for the whole taping and we hate her even more. Or she owns up to it and breaks all these walls and ruins seasons of storylines. You know what I mean? It's almost like. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bravo producers actually didn't want her to come because they didn't want to have to have her own up to several things she's done that have advanced the success of the show, essentially. Like she was constantly producing. Lisa Barlow is trying to do it right now, too, but she's not as good. Lisa Barlow is a villain. I hate her. Yeah. 
She's is she producing? Yeah, because she's lying. She's setting I, up the date. I go back. I I am not sure that her hot mic moment was real. No, she knew she, the mic was on her, and right. Whitney Rose on Watch What Happens said that she, the producer was in, a producer was in the room with her. Yeah, so she was like talking to somebody, and then like opened the door and was like, "Here's your mic pack." Oh man, <laughs> Whitney is kind of a villain this season too. Just because it's like, Whitney, what are you fucking doing? But let's go through. My favorite is her saying, "I meant no disrespect by asking if you faked your f- dead father's memorial." Okay, I need to what? work on a Whitney impression because she, the way she ends certain words, and then the way she pronounces "ill," like I fell, I will. I feel like, well, well, that's the normal way to say will. But when you say the word feel, it's eel. And she goes, I feel that. Everything is hang and hang. Everything ends like, Lisa, were you hanging? Like, it's just, it's weird. It's almost like a, a robot speaking. It's very like slow and mechanical. And it's, I don't know. She's also like, she's drunk a lot. Like a lot of the time, I think she's a bit more drunk than the other housewives. So you don't have other housewives to compare it to. You just think it's her. And you're like, oh, you're kind of married to this straight up drinking in on pills this season. I mean, that's insane. She's slurring all the time. Meredith? Yeah. She's going through a lot. Uh, she just keeps oh, saying course. repugnant, repugnant, you repugnant. Repugnant people. We are <laughs> repugnant people. My family. You do not bring up my family. I mean, I get it. Yeah, no, she's grieving. She deserves to be on pills and and drink and do whatever she needs to do. It's so interesting with the what is a villain, because to me, it's like Mary Cosby is a cult leader. She has maybe murdered. She is scary. Well, that's That's why there's the whole I don't like watching her villain, real villain. Yes. Yes. That's what it is. I love a TV villain. I hate the real villain. So it's like, okay, who's the TV villain? on Lisa City. Oh, on Salt Lake? Well, I would say viewers would say Mary. They'd be like, well, she's the villain. But it's like, who's the real villain? Well, probably Lisa. Jen Shaw. You know, (laughs) it's kind of just about to say Jen Shaw is innocent in all of this. Only because she's been so busy with her legal mess that she can't even do that much self-producing. Although the the scenes with her and her lawyer, I mean, they have to be rehearsed where they're like, okay, so what would two people who thought they were innocent talk about on camera? <laughs> Let's pretend to be those people who didn't commit crimes. Um, and then maybe an audience will think that. I loved <laughs> and could not get enough of Jen Shaw and Lisa Barlow and Jen being like, you weren't there for me. And then Lisa turning it around and being like, well, I was still upset with you and yeah. you hurt my feelings and it's valid too. And it's like, your friend got raided by the FBI. Yeah, like, babe, her in. house was raided. Her sons were escorted out of the house. It's so wild how we really breeze over that because Jen breezes over it because she's like, no, 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 I wasn't taken down to a station or anything. <laughs> she's trying to clarify where she was handcuffed. Yeah, that. So there's so I didn't realize how many villains there were in Salt Lake and how many. There's a lot. Styles. Well, she's a real life villain, but not necessarily in this. No, she is. She has Teresa, not this season, but last season, screaming, breaking glasses. Like, oh, yeah, she's she is annoying. And she's stirring up shit. She wants to talk about Meredith's shit. Like, that's all she's trying to do. She's still inferring all the stuff about her affairs and stuff like that. Okay, Kenya's a great villain. Kenya's a great villain, and she knows what role she's playing. Like, she knows the game of reality TV for sure, because there are sometimes when I fucking hate Kenya so much. 
And I mean, she's doing a good job. Yeah, I always hate people that defend Kenya, but when she ordered crab cakes for herself on a vacation, <laughs> oh my god, and see, nobody she's the else, fucking worst. <laughs> she took a private plane. Everyone's in a center van. Then orders dinner and goes. There's snacks in the kitchen. I will never forget ordering crab cakes for only yourself and nobody. The only way that is excusable is if she was doing it on purpose to be like, well, this will be she good was. footage of someone being horrible. She was. And then the next day after they there was a cheating, it was like figuring out who cheated. Yeah. Everything's on purpose. And but for her, it's like you're a dark person because shit's yeah, gone down in your life. Yeah, you're taking out a lot. It's dark. It does. Ugh, that's like the whole thing. Her baby daddy is terrible. It's yeah. It, Even the, Kenya shouldn't be treated like that. It's like no, bad. No. And I really hope she doesn't get back with him. I mean, all the men that she's brought on the show are horrible. And some yeah. of them proposed supposedly she paid to be on the show like walter and is kenya a better villain like nini or is nini even a villain nini is a villain but she's not trying to be because nini gets in her own way anthony's leaving so i just blew my kiss um yeah i mean this is very housewife specific but i assume your fans will like housewives or they could fast forward a little you know or don't i want you guys our voices i want you guys to learn our voices are fun um, you know, I'm a, we're both a bit on the nasally side, yeah. I'm an Eastern European Jew, right? Mm-hmm. Well, let's move up the map and go to Potomac, Candace, Monique. Uh, well, okay. Giselle, Kara, I mean. Man, Giselle, Candace, and Ashley are the villains of that franchise. I mean, Giselle does her job and she will do whatever she needs to do. So, so <laughs> Ashley like hey i'm so sorry um can i ask you about your husband's affair in front of this camera really quick i know you're about about to like just pull out of the parking lot and um but i just wanted to humiliate your family really quick on camera before you could leave great thanks well it's because because i will never forget when ashley for those who don't know she doesn't know her father and on camera they go to surprise her biological father and she goes hey i'm your daughter and he slams the door in her face which is crazy that She's not the first housewife to do that. Isn't that wild? Wait, what, who are the others? Well, Kenya tried to do that with her birth mother, but she didn't even oh. open the door. She straight up like locked the door as soon as she rolled up. And that's and that's where you get these personalities. Yeah. No, it's behavior. fucked up. I mean, she never took ownership. And I think she said that she sent her daughter a gift. So I guess that's somewhat of an acknowledgement. But yeah, I can't imagine What's your opinion on this? Let's say you're not friends with do you uh, the bunny. Do you do you <laughs> does Lisa Renna do you send the bunny to Kim Richards or do you leave it alone? Like should she have gifted it to her in the first place or do you mean should Kim have brought it back? Um well, Kim should not have brought it back. That is for sure. Thank God for ta- thank you. Thank you Kim. Yeah, but no. Thank God she did. I'm she I'm talking about it, it in the real world. Okay. In if you're a Lisa Renna, do you get a Kim Richards a present or let it be? No. Oh, God. I mean, that's so fucking cringy because, of course, Renna did it. I mean, it's bold. You risk. I mean, I, no, I wouldn't. If you're not friends with a person and you're in an argument, like, why would you do that? Unless you're like actively trying to smooth it over. When you watch it, it doesn't make sense. Like, surely Kim would not expect a gift from lisa at that moment and also like 
a bunny, like they're all really rich women, like buy an Hermes baby blanket or something like that. Like they all do that shit for their nurseries. I mean, you I don't know think it was an expensive kid. bunny. Well, I'm sure it wasn't a cheap bunny. Damn. See, now we're getting into that world where anything you think is normal because they're rich was probably really, really expensive and you just don't even know it. Yeah, it could be like a Jonathan Adler baby bunny. That's two hundred dollars. You, you never know. Aired bunny. Yeah. I've bought someone a bunny. It's a wooden blue bunny. And it says I brought the bunny in cellophane. (laughs) I need that. To me, the worst of the worst is like a Ramona and Vicky Gumbelson. Like they are. Yeah. Vicky's the worst in not a good way. You know what I mean? Like Kenya's the worst. And I like, thank you for doing your work for the show. Vicky's horrible and awful and dug her own grave. And Ramona's not a good person. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, none of these people are really good people. Most Do you think them. any of them are? Um, yeah, I think that, I mean, if we're talking about New York, I mean, I think Sonia's a good person. I think Jorinda's a good person. I think they have good hearts. Uh, it, it's hard. People are complex, so can you really say one way or the other? But yeah, I I think Robin. Robin is a great person. Potomac Robin. I don't think she's evil. Bad. I don't think Giselle's a good person, though. (sighs) I don't know. Maybe the show just brings out like the worst parts of you. Like if I could just hang out with Robin and Heather Gay, like yeah, let's do it. (laughs) I was gonna say who would you actually want to hang out with? And now that you say that, I would want to hang out with Mauricio because he's high apparently all the time in all of those scenes in the past. Oh, I have a dinner guest list, and it's really controversial. (laughs) Is it of Bravo people or just like celebs? No. Okay, Okay, I'm gonna do this. Housewife dream dinner party. I wrote this February twelfth, twenty (laughs) twenty one. And um, I said in no particular order and the dinner is happening at Bluestone Manor in the Berkshires. <sighs> okay. And you'll see what, what I want in a housewife and it's not good. It's like, okay. I just want the most chill. So it's Robin Dixon, Heather Gay, Heather Thompson, Candy Burris, Portia Williams, Eileen Davidson, Dorinda Medley, Margaret Josephs, Carol Raziwell. And I put Lisa Renna and I don't know if I stand by it. I think that sounds like a really great party like a good time like not it, it'd be like one of those housewives episodes where it's funny because they're drunk and laughing not because people got into yes. it that's what i want i just yeah. like those are my favorite because <clears throat> i lean that actually me. sounds like a really good time <laughs> thank you for understanding because people oh, get yeah. mad people are like uh no we want action we want fun and i go no i want to relax with these great women or quote-unquote great women like i don't want Teresa screaming I don't need Kyle crying making it about her like that's I don't the thing want is like stuff. when they're having fun on TV you might think like oh that's boring I am on my couch beaming I, love <laughs> like, I just fucking love watching them have a good time when they're doing handstands it's just like I, if they're having fun I'm having fun <laughs> the girls are having a good time I'm having a good time Who's the new one? Not Leslie. Who's the newest one? Least uh, newest one on New York, blonde, who's married. Oh, who's, Leah. Like, the pe- I hate Leah. Oh. Leah. Hmm. Here's the thing. I don't like Leah, but I think she will be good for this show. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not now that she's like actually sober. 
Well, because this is my thing with why I was mad at Bravo. And it's like, I never watched Dallas. I don't care. But it's like, okay, you're canceling Dallas. You're firing some of the racist Vanderpump people. And and then you're keeping wire fraudulent FBI investigated criminals. So it's like, what is happening? Well, I mean... That just goes to show like what we accept as a viewer, like racism. No, indicted on fraud charges, encouraged. Like, (laughs) absolutely, we want it. Like, I hope, like, I think who said this is Ray Sani said this about Housewives is that it's like shifted into the true crime category. Like, that's what it is now. We want grifters. We want swindlers. And maybe they're seeking those people out. Maybe they already knew this about Mary's church. Like, the more questionable, the better, because you get a season of them being a person and then you get the eventual takedown. So why wouldn't you want that person on their show? And Ray Sani will be a future guest. I would put her in a housewife's expert level as well. Absolutely. Housewife's expert. Yeah, she loves does. Kenya. No, I always come for her being like, even after this episode. I even know. After this, always even after this. tweeting about her. And sometimes I, I'm like, okay, Ray. Or then I get mad because I'm like, no, Kenya really made me mad. Like, stop defending Kenya. Yeah. Um, I also, but, I, you know, as much as uh, the bad, bad, bad guys, a perpetual victim is really annoying to me. Like, a Kyle where it's like you're all attacking me it's like I don't know I that bothers me as well oh who is I love you know what I love your impression of uh Margaret Joseph's going your husband's in the <laughs> pool what I pushed him in the pool who pushed him me <laughs> Margaret. like Margaret I love Margaret love I think Margaret. she's part of her is not a good because she does did you watch Jersey last season no but I'm watching this season I might have watched last season I don't know So they're like, you know, Jennifer's like, you're a snake. You're the one who told me the rumor about Jackie's husband. You're the one who told me you'd heard the rumors about Melissa and Joe Gorga. I believe that Margaret knew that information and told it. And like, you know, Jackie's trying to be like, Jennifer's spilling lies to tear us apart. And it's like, no, I 100% believe Margaret like said that shit about your husband because it was probably going around. And so she said it. And but Margaret is good at apology. She does apologize right away. You're right. I shouldn't have said that. She's not afraid to do what she needs to do. She's going to get into it with Teresa, even though she tried to suck up to her the first season. Well, yeah, and, <laughs> and Jennifer was like, yeah, Danielle, yank her head. <laughs> Go ahead. Yank it in the store. Go right ahead. God, the hair pulling. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. I was going to mention... Um, like Teresa's crazy. No, Teresa's the worst. I I know I know Teresa's. Absolutely, like, I know are women Teresa's. who get into physical altercations with other women who like know how to beat another woman's ass. Like it's it's not like that in every housewives franchise. Like they're never gonna do that in New York. You know, in Jersey, no, sh- it's like an, a legitimate threat. But I mean the hypocrisy of her where it's like, I'm going to tell everyone your husband's cheating. What? It's not true. And then it's like, well, what if I said your daughter does coke? How dare you? You know, it's like, she's not always- smart and she doesn't yeah. understand an analogy like she really is very dim witted. And that's why she's dating Louie. And oh, God. And I'm just so sad for these children. And I wonder I when they'll learn what's up. I mean, this is getting. um Yeah, very, very housewife, housewife. But uh, yeah. are there big fights your favorite fight. Like for me, I love when uh, the Beverly Hills housewives are in Amsterdam. I love when Kim Richards says beast. And I love when Eileen goes beast. How dare you like that to me? 
lives in my head. I love it. I love it. I mean, I like. Don't you talk about my husband with a broken glass? Like, give me. What's that about, Rena? My, I love the the highest stakes. So for me, that's always when family members are fighting. So any Kyle and Kim fight, and any Jersey fight, because like you stole my goddamn house. Yeah, like that's legitimate. Like, oh, these are resentments women have been sitting on for decades with so much history and the whole stuff with like Melissa and Joey Gorga and Teresa, where it's like, yeah, no, this these family members have not spoken for two years. Like, this is a big fucking deal. Like, this really affects them. This is not reality TV fighting. This is fighting that is being aired on a reality television show, coincidentally. Yeah, that's good. You're right. You're like, right. you know, all those girls are going to have memories of like, oh, yeah. Remember when our families didn't talk to each other for like three years? Well, this is interesting. So Kyle's always crying and crying about her family. But Kim and um, what's Kathy always stick together. And Kyle does do fucked up shit like they can or is it really is like what do you think about the dynamic of that family mauricio might have been stealing clients from the hilton company like I mean, what I, is going on there? i get why they would get in a fight about him starting his own business like i don't understand how anybody would be cool with that of course that's going to be an issue i think some fucked up stuff went down in their childhood and that kyle is the only one who recognizes how fucked up it was and that Kim and Kathy have compartmentalized it in their mind in a way where they don't, they've not processed the trauma of it. And it's just like their memories of their mother. And I think Kyle is a little bit more sane or has come done more, maybe not healing, but like she's more ready to talk about the to talk about the toxic aspects of it. Whereas Kim and Kathy would just defend, defend, defend their mother. They would never admit that their mother did something wrong. That kind of thing. When you all witness some shit and you kind of make a pact to like, you're never going to talk about it. I think that's why Kathy got so upset about her doing a family, uh, a TV show about the family, even though it wasn't about the family. Like, I think it's that kind of thing where it's like, this woman has done fucked up shit, but she's our mother and we love her and nobody can say otherwise because then we also have to acknowledge that she's done fucked up shit and we don't want to do that. We just want to think about how we love her. That's also, like, who knows? I've never met these women in my life. So that's the other crazy thing about reality TV is that, like, I really think I know these things and... Yeah. Well, it is crazy, but we've also seen these women get married, get divorced, have children, their children grow up and have children. We've seen kids graduate college, like oh, yeah. go to college that we've known since they were children. Even though we don't know them, we have lived, we've watched them live their lives on screen. I know it's crazy. There, there needs to be a study or a separate show about children of reality TV and the effects of having a parent or a family member be on a reality television show. It's not good. No. No. I mean, <laughs> no, it's like really dark. Some of them are in jail. Like, I mean, not because of the show, but like when you go back and watch OC, knowing what happens to Lori's son, it's like really dark. Yeah. But he was going through that season one, you know, he was he, like, oh, he sure. A show with that. Absolutely. These problems already existed. But the fact that they're like, oh, then aired on television. It's just not great. It's not great. It's not good. It's not good. Uh, 
It's not good for you. It's not good for and them. And then, you know, we see Lori crying like my son doesn't want to live with me. He won't talk to me. But then now that you say that, it's like, yeah, maybe your son is annoyed with you. And that's why he wants to be yeah. with his other, you know. I mean, what's what's craziest is Lynn Curtin on Real Housewives of OC. You see the other women question her lack of boundaries in parenting with her daughters. And then in real time, you know, that one of her daughter was was like arrested twice, addicted to drugs, went to jail. So it's like all this really fucked up shit did happen. And you see this woman kind of not parent her kids. And it's like, yeah, of course that happened. And I had a front row seat to it. Yeah, Lynn was bad. Lynn was an airhead. Vicky's kids. I mean, her, her son, Michael, knows she sucks. Can't even look at her. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just so embarrassing. But I love to watch an argument. I mean, there's nothing more exciting. Not in real life. Like, I would never want you to get into a fight with somebody because I was bored and it would be fun to watch. But, like, completely removed with low stakes. That's why it's a little bit harder to watch the Jersey fights because you know that, like, well, first of all... It's all 20 years ago at this point, if you watch like season one through three. But you're like, oh, this is real. This has deep consequences. It's not there. It's a little less fun and it's more dark. Yeah, absolutely. And have you seen other people fight outside of Housewives that you've enjoyed, whether in person or another style of show? (sighs) Well, I always loved a good fight in high school. As soon as I heard there was a fight, I was running to the front. I wanted to see. It was just really exciting it was like fight fight there's a fight there's a fight and you just fucking you book it to get the best seat that you can i've always liked that i i mean i'm obviously very dramatic (laughs) i (laughs) love theater i love that whole aspect of of it there's just something about it oh gets the juices going if you got to cosplay, script, act out a Real Housewives fight that has occurred, what part would you yeah. be playing and what fight? Mm. I don't know that like out of everything, this is what I would choose, but this is what popped into my mind is when it's not even like that crazy of a fight, but Bethany and Luann are at a table and this is... Um, This is after Luann has been arrested and Bethany, this is the season where her and Carol, the end of their friendship. And Bethany's kind of like hyperventilating at the table being like, Luann, you did this. You're walking around and you're negligent. I had to call the rehab for you. They were going to take you. You kids were doing this. Like, it's just wild. So that popped into my head. That would be fun. And you would play Bethany. Yeah, I would play Bethany. But it would also be be fun to be Luann be like, and so what? who cares Bethany calm down like it's just so raspy can't understand why this woman is losing her shit oh that was a hard season to watch Bethany but is this the same dinner as yeah Luann I'm drinking (laughs) it might not be that dinner because now I'm because now I think that was the dinner where Luann goes she's starting (laughs) about Dorinda any of the fights with Dorinda I think would be really fun to be Dorinda I quote Dorinda the most in my life because I actually think I mean even though we see her get the most fucked up she's always like the most sane when she's sober and in a good place like you're like oh no when she flipped out on Heather Thompson for no reason on the way to the clip dinner like that oh yeah she was bad so drunk yeah that was really bad I love that you wanted Heather Thompson at your dinner party. That's what made me be like, oh, okay, it would be fun. Like, they would just have me having a good time. 
She likes caviar. Sure. I just had caviar for the first time. And um, with what, uh, on bread and butter, little baby pancakes. Would you no, it was actually in like a whole dish. So I couldn't even tell you what it tasted like. I went to like a Michelin star restaurant for my dad's 70th. It, it's called Aquavit in New York City. Beautiful. And it's Nordic food. So they had it like. They love caviar. Yeah. It was very good. It tastes like butter. I- yeah, and like, do your parents, they are divorced, are they going to get along? Like, are you worried about their them interacting at your wedding? Is that something to think about or no? <clears throat> I'm not worried about my parents getting into an altercation at my wedding. I'm not looking forward to being in the same room as them together. It's going to be one of those things where it's like they don't talk to each other and that's what makes it awkward. It's just not, it's been so long. I'm not looking forward to it. It's going to be a very big room that we'll all be in though. It's just weird. Is there a chance that they will fight? There is not a chance that they will fight. There is a chance that my father will offend my mother 100%. And there's a big chance that he'll embarrass me and our family. (laughs) Possibly. But they're not going to get in. I, that's the weirdest thing is I never saw my parents fight, but I also never saw them kiss. So it was more like a quiet resentment. Yeah, I've, I never saw my parents be like affectionate or sweet. Well, that also doesn't surprise me. But Yeah, but Just, and I saw them. yell. but I saw them. yell. Oh, I bet. But my sister and her husband, they flipped it around. These kids watch them kiss and they don't uh, in front of the kids. They man. take a walk. They take. Oh, uh oh. Yeah, they just. There's no. There's no reason for the kids to be in their business. No, no, there, there, there isn't. But um, no, I'm not worried about family drama at at the, uh, wedding. At the wedding. Not like that. just, <laughs> just me. Just awkward. Greg Stone fighting. <laughs> that and that. Okay, now I'm worried about that. Yeah, actually, you and you and men that will be at my wedding. I just, no, <laughs> no I'm there to dance. To chart yet? Celebrate your love. No, it's Yay! a brand new world. It would be them being dicks. I'm there to dance and tell you how beautiful you look. Like you I love kidding? that. I love that. I'm there to eat cake. Yeah, have you know a nice whiskey on the rocks. That's what I'm there for. Okay, cry a little. We're getting the top tier bar package. Don't worry. Oh, you will be in tears. I will be pronouncing my love for Anthony in front of our friends and family. So I be cannot wait. Well, work. I think we are wrapping up. Is there anything you'd like to share in terms of an enemy moment? Well, there's a few things I want to say. When I saw that you were doing this podcast, I thought, oh, my God. Perfect. Of course. Because I don't. Well, you probably don't do this joke anymore about how like people would be surprised that like yeah you're the only person i know who uses the word enemy and who has enemies <laughs> so i just love that you're doing this i'm happy we're not enemies yes but i always love to hear about your enemies yes i'm always hopefully... here for a good vent whenever yeah i can't wait till we're back on a ferry going to the beach sitting on cold yeah, just come back to me edible sitting talking and then going back to our friend's house as her boyfriend cooks us dinner and we watch housewives all together oh that sounds very nice all right put that on the calendar for next july hell yes thank you so much thank you for having me truly ah! okay. <laughs> but thanks lisa Uh, 
Okay, that was a fun episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a great time. I love hearing about myself. Is that psychotic? Yeah, Um, but... I love hearing about myself. I love hearing about housewives. I did think that one thing she kind of confronted me with was bullshit. Um, and I talked to a friend and two or two about it. And they, you know, my my best friend was like, anyone that actually knows you really well knows that, that jealousy is just not a part of your life. And that's the thing. We're always so shitty to ourselves and like know all of our worst qualities and everything we need to work on and how we're pieces of shit constantly. Like I used to work out. Well, I should be working out. Um, she is my queen, but uh, with all of my injuries. But Stacia Patwell, she... um always in the workout she's like yeah tell your body you're the best like we lie to ourselves and say the worst things about ourselves constantly so why not say something nice about ourselves once in a while until we believe it and so I think it's important to know good and bad qualities about yourself like you still have to be self-aware and yeah I'm just like not a jealous person that's just not it but I did get defensive so to me anytime you're defensive there's something there and so I did talk to friends but it's just kind of not my gig I am really my mom is even always surprised like wow you really you're always so happy because I'll get a text from someone and like be so pumped she's like what is that and I'm like they got this job or they're engaged and she's like damn you're just always so pumped for people and I have no reason not to be in a way I was also thinking like it's interesting to bring up like oh maybe you were jealous or competitive with other women it's like well all of you wanted to be my friend like I'm good at what I do I have no like I don't need to compete with anybody because I'm really secure in my skills and comedy the things that I'm insecure about I celebrate in others because I'd rather be on their side than jealous like I said that to a friend recently there is one person where I'm like oh I'd rather be obsessed with them and be their number one fan because if not I would like sit and cry because they're incredible there's no reason for that but you know, there's always room to examine when you do get defensive or kind of shut down, but it's because it's the truth. And it was like, it's just not one of my flaws. I have many, many other flaws. Being competitive with others is just not it. But so those are my final thoughts, but I had such a good time reminiscing, going back in time. Like I love being able to talk real with people about all the humiliating behaviors (laughs) that you do when you're young and you think you're a star and you're entitled to shit and your parents, it's your parents' fault. That's how we're going to end it. It's your parents' fault. I'm not jealous. Fighting in front of people, it's kind of powerful. Maybe experience it. Maybe that's my gift in the outro. Go out and start a fight at a McDonald's and see how you feel. All right. Thank you so much. And again, that's at Julia Solomon. Um, for information about her newsletter and don't forget to call and give attention 323-677-1943 we have episodes coming up all dedicated to your calls bye thank you enemies is a headgum podcast trish hadley is our executive producer engineer and editor Katie Moose is our supervising producer from HeadGum. Me, Lisa Traeger, I am also a producer. Hello. Thank you so much, Carly Jean Andrews, for the cover art. You're incredible. Jack Krause, thank you for the theme music. I love it. Please follow me on Instagram at either at GlitterCheese or at EnemiesPodcast. Tell us about your own enemies by emailing EnemiesThePodcast at gmail.com or calling 323-677-1943.
That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>